Well, thanks so much for joining us on Cranford Radio. I'm Bernie Wagenblast, and today we're at 100 Steps Kitchen and Raw Bar. We're actually in the basement of the restaurant, a place that most customers don't get to see. And I'm joined today by the relatively new executive chef, Kara Decker. Kara, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you so much. Kara, you have a, a bit of a history with Cranford, not just as a chef, but also growing up here. Your younger years, you went to Cranford schools, I believe. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and some of the things that you did growing up. Yeah, I grew up right here in Cranford, right on North Avenue and then on Beach Street, which is right around the corner from the high school. But yeah, I've been here all my life, went to middle school, high school, and then eventually a couple years after graduating high school, I, I went on to French Culinary Institute in uh, Manhattan. It's right in, down in Soho. Is being a chef something that you've wanted to do from the time you were a little girl? I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say a little girl, but, you know, I grew up around food. Uh, my mother was a great chef. Her father, you know, was a chef in Switzerland. My aunts, um, they all cook. So I grew up around food. I, I think I realized, like, late in high school that that was probably what, you know, what I wanted to do. And after graduating um, high school, I got some jobs, just random um, sushi bars and, and things, you know, starting off washing dishes. And I got to watch the cooks in the kitchen. And it was definitely eye-opening and super exciting. So... You know, I just made the decision, I think it was 99, that I wanted to go to, to culinary school. So, and luckily my parents were, were super supportive, so it was good. Culinary school, most of us do not go to that. Tell us a little bit, what's that like? What, what are the courses, what, what kind of experience do you get at a culinary school? Well, this particular one was just like a super intense six-month program. They get you in, they get you out. So you're not spending a ton of time not working. But it was great. It was the time of my life. You know, it was exactly what I wanted to be doing. You're just like constantly learning new things every day. I don't know. Like I said, it was like definitely the time of my life. If I had to do it over again, I definitely would. I always recommend um, going to all my cooks. You know, it's just a, a really, really great experience and a really a great starting off point. You know, you need you need that before you, you start your years grinding it out in kitchens, you know. When you graduated from the Culinary Institute, what was the first job that you had? Okay, so I started out in Westfield working at Shea Catherine for Catherine Bordeaux and her husband, Michelle. And he was amazing. He was like the head chef at Le Cirque and World Yacht. And then he had retired. And his retirement was, you know, working with his wife, at this little shop in Westfield. So I got to learn from someone with like complete immense experience, which was really, really great. You know, just coming out of culinary school, you know, you know a lot, but you really know nothing. You know, it's only six months of training. So it was really, really great to, to learn from somebody at such a young age that his father was a butcher. So he taught me all of that and just a lot of, it was great. You know, so I spent a lot of years there just honing the skills that I had learned at school. And when you first start at uh, a place like Shea Catherine, uh, are you behind the stove or are you, do they start you out with chopping up vegetables and things of that sort? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I started out slow, but he, he, I think he, he knew within the first few months that I was very serious and very dedicated and I didn't want to spend much more time than three months chopping onions. You know, obviously that's a part of the job no matter what but yeah you know he got me behind the stove very very quickly because a it was a retirement gig for him he wanted to be teaching not sweating it out that was now my job you know that's what he hired me for 
So yeah, I was I was behind the stove very quick. You mentioned your mom was a chef. What kind of a chef was your mom? Yeah, see, like, we can take that back. She wasn't a, she's not a chef. I guess I just blurted that out. But, you know, growing up, there was no ordering pizza or whatever. Like, she cooked constantly. So, you know, and her father was a chef. So my whole family just cooked. You know, I was around it constantly. My grandma, the family was just a, a cooking family. Now, somebody like you who grew up around people who cook food quite a bit and having an interest later on in life as being a chef, I'm curious, uh, back in the day when they had home ec classes and shop classes and junior high and high school and such, you took a home ec class, I understand. What was that like? Were you, at that point, experimental or were you just learning the basics like uh, most of the other kids in the class? When I went, you had a, you were able, luckily, to have a choice. You know, if you were a girl, you didn't have to necessarily take home ec. If you, were, you know, you, you, you had the choice. And I, I'm sure in my head somewhere I was like okay this is going to be easy you know so I'll just take this soon after I really enjoyed it you know it was just a fun class to take and I was good at it pretty much everything that we made in class I had already made already (laughs) you know what I mean it just so it just came natural it was just fun you know all the other uh, classes are so serious but this is just you can like go in there and get your hands dirty and have a fun hour your name might be a bit familiar to people from Cranford who uh, eat at various restaurants because while this is your second time at 100 Steps, you were also at Atout Air as the executive chef. Uh, what was that like? Because that was a, a restaurant that got quite a bit of attention from foodies from around the state and beyond the state's borders. Yeah, it was great. Um, I came in very early on. I think it was the restaurant was only open six, nine months when I started. And pretty soon after that, I think Andrea realized that she wanted me to take the reins and I was capable of doing so. And she could kind of step back and be the businesswoman of the team. And we just hired some kick-ass people and we were just all in. You know, the whole farm-to-table movement was like super popular from out in California at the time. And I think that's what we really, really, really focused on. You know, I, it was very strict. I couldn't use a tomato <laughs> in winter time, and you think, oh, oh my God, how am I going to cook without a tomato? It doesn't seem possible, but we figured it out. Uh, we canned all summer long, so we had tons of tomato, you know, in winter, and we just figured it out. Andrea wound up buying uh, a house around the corner, and we had a beautiful kitchen garden out there that we grew. I mean, everything eggplant, peppers, beans, 20 different varieties of tomatoes, every herb you can think of. And then we finally got a greenhouse and we were composting. Like it was really something special. And yeah, I mean, people started to recognize what we were doing. And at one point for, I think like two years straight, it was an all female kitchen, which is not normal <laughs> at all. So, you know, it was, it was, it was special. It was a great time. And when Andrea and Jim decided to open up 100 Steps, which I should mention for those who don't know, the reason it was called 100 Steps is because it was 100 steps between Atout Air and this location on Centennial Avenue, just on the opposite side of the street. What were you hoping to do different with this restaurant from what you were already doing at Atout Air? I think we just wanted to expand. You know, we wanted it to not be as strict, not be as crazy farm to table. Um, we definitely knew we wanted a raw bar. It, it was kind of a space for me. They And also, like, we were three months out with our reservations. Like, we just couldn't hold people in that tiny little space. So we knew it was time to expand. And they wanted me to be able to do 
things that I was super passionate about that I couldn't do at, at the toot. So, um, you know, making my own homemade pasta was a huge part of the menu. And like I said, the raw bar, you know, we were all into super into oysters. So that was like a, a big thing we wanted to, to focus on. And as I mentioned, this is your second time back at 100 Steps. You came back in October. What are some of the things that you are hoping to do this time around? Just to get get my groove back where I was before, you know, I, Jack jokes around because all the customers are really, really happy that I'm back. And I've, I've been putting on a lot of like my old dishes from a Tudere and my first dishes I was doing when I we opened this place. And that just like makes everybody so happy. You know, they just they're just like, oh, my God, the rabbit's back or this is back. And, <laughs> you know, it's just it's I'm happy to make people feel happy. But I think Jack came up to me. Um, a couple weeks ago and he's like I can't even believe this it's like you you went away to college and now you're back home because it it was about four years and that's what it feels like and it's just like the same comfort level again and I just want to keep putting out super super good food like you know best in town and hopefully you know best in the state. Well certainly folks can have an opportunity to uh call, make a reservation, and come down to 100 Steps Kitchen and Raw Bar. And we'll have a link on the show notes for for that if you want to look it up. But Chef Kara Decker, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you so much. It was awesome.